Hey everybody, this is Shelly, and uh, it is September 6th, um, Labor Day was yesterday, and it's kind of overcast Michigan day, in Ypsilanti anyway, there's a shitload of road work going on <laughs> right sure. outside my door, which I am so grateful for, and I'm so grateful that my guests braved the nightmare of orange barrels to get to me tonight. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we've been having fun. Um, I kind of almost forgot to do the show because we just started chit-chatting. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to do the show. But, uh, of course, you're listening to Reads and Weeds, where we smoke weed and talk about books. And um, I'm going to tell you that I've made us little mocktails, and I'm going to tell you what's in them. I think I've made these before on the show with Mary Detling, but I'll just tell you what's in this one. Is fresh orange juice, fresh ginger root, fresh turmeric root. Um, that's blended and topped with like a gingerade kombucha. Kombucha. It's dope. <laughs> Super it refreshing is. and lovely. Mm-hmm. And then I made another one that's kiwi, frozen grapes, mint, green tea. Not as sweet. It's not as sweet. It, it's more like a tonic, like a brisk tonic. Yeah. It feels like a health tonic, but I love it. That's I love healthy. cucumbers. I love mint. It's delicious. <clears throat> so let me tell you what we are reading. Um, and I am very excited about this because this has been a big part of my life in the last, since April, really. Um, and be- before I do that, so the, the book that we're talking about today is The Alcohol Experiment, a 30-day alcohol-free challenge to interrupt your habits and help you take control by Annie Grace, who also wrote This Naked Mind. And I had not heard of this before, and a friend of mine that I saw at a little concert in downtown Ann Arbor called Sonic Lunch recommended it to me. And um, and so she's here with me now because she I recommended am. it to me. And so this is Teresa Thomas. I good evening. Hello. <laughs> and uh, first time on the show. It is. And I'm so glad that you're here. And um, we bumped into each other at Sonic Lunch seeing G Love. We did. Was that it? Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And. And I just said, hey, is there anything you might want to read? Because we were figuring out that we were connected on social media. Yes. Right? Yeah, oh, yep. yeah, yeah, I remember. So we had the, yes, yes. We had to go through, oh, I know you. That's right. We know each other. Oh, yes, we're friends on Instagram. So, Teresa, tell me how you think we first met. Well, I, I know physically we were at Gail's. Yeah. That's like, but I At feel that like women's circle right. in the backyard, or did we like paint or something? We were in the backyard, and then that was summertime. And then as it got cooler, you know, she did some things inside. Right. So, you know, um, and then um, who else was there? Cheryl, of course, and then Gail and Shannon. Mark you Passerini, know. Uh, and his Kim, wife. Kim yes. Yes. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. And um, so Colleen Kennedy might have been there. Um, that was the first yeah. and I feel like I know like your name from just if mutual friends right, and right. stuff too and cannabis scene in, in Ann Arbor exactly right. because yeah. we, we have the bloom crossover but not on the same timeline nope like yep. we had same people in our circles but at different times yeah 
Yeah. yeah. And similar jobs, but in different places at different times. In different times, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And that little women's circle, those few times we did it, was so groovy, right? It was very groovy. I mean, the the house, of course, is just... Lovely. Lo- <laughs> exactly. We have a friend that just... One friend who had this wonderful Airbnb that she offered us, and another friend who suggested... I don't think it was me, but I feel like I helped organize it in some way. Or I led little circle or something. Something. We did some um, vision boards. Right. And Lisa. Lisa. Oh, my gosh. Lisa. That's right. Lisa. Conine. Yeah. And, uh, yep, yep. And we all sat in the circle and talked about how we wanted to stay more connected to the plant than to the business. We kind of mm-hmm. committed to honoring the plant we did that was part of it for sure yeah that was really yeah <laughs> interesting timing wasn't it yeah and that was yeah definitely pre-covid definitely pre-covid um and so thankfully we got that in before <laughs> i know i'm so glad we did it felt yeah. important then and then yeah. after we couldn't meet anymore i was like oh my gosh it's yeah. like we knew we needed to like ground ourselves in mm-hmm. in some re- reality you know yeah yeah. yeah, so that's when I remember meeting you too. But that, and that time was so special because I remember being really busy but really wanting to make it because I had a feeling it would be super cool. Yeah. And we were sitting on the ground on mm-hmm. blankets. Yep. And we had a little fire and we were drinking tea. <laughs> and oh man. What's that street name? I don't know. It's on the nice, lovely side of Ann Arbor. I know. No. Yeah. Fountain. Oh, it was Fountain beautiful. Street is yes, the name. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Hi, all you people out there that were with us that day. I hope you're doing really great on the other side. Hi. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I am curious why this book, when I said, hey, if there's a book you would want to read, and you're like, yeah, I've got one. Why was it this book, The Alcohol Experiment by... Any grace. Yeah, for me, um, well, I don't read a ton of books. <laughs> so, I mean, I've got a bunch, and I guess most of them, I think, have, are pretty spiritual, and like, you know, the four, you know, what is that one? The four agreements? agreements. You know, I've read that a few times in my life. I think yeah. we all have, or whatever. And so, um, this was a book that was referred to me from my counselor, and <clears throat> she brought it up in sessions to me um probably for close to a year before I finally said or made the decision to get the book and um she said oh she said Teresa I'm listening to this audiobook and I just know it will resonate with you it will um you know it's just there's something about it and you know I'm like yeah yeah I'll get that book sure and um you know, I don't remember exactly why I didn't do it immediately, but mm-hmm. um, she she didn't give up. She brought it up n- numerous times, and um, eventually, what's interesting is she retired before I actually chose to get the book. And it took me after I got it and read it, I had I, I found her. I had to find her on social media to thank her for it. Oh, um, yeah, because she had retired in that time. Plus, then it was um it was this is right before covid when i when this happened so anyways um that was um and the decision to read the book um i hit the proverbial rock bottom 
per se in my life. And so, um, you know, it was June 1st, 2019. And the love of my life and the my cannabis caregiver business you know everything that had um kind of been building in my life was crumbling and um there was a breakup you know and you know there was there was a you know along with the breakup unfortunately was a handful of arguments disagreements that included Mm -hmm. alcohol you know and Mm -hmm. and um so anyways um you know, the counselor I had was with was aware of these things. So anyway, um, so on that date, I, I picked up the book and just because it was for some reason, the only clear thought that I could come up with, mm-hmm. um, got the audio book and then ordered the physical book, you know, mm-hmm. Amazon that day. And so the first day did the audio book, you know, the next day, the the physical book came, mm-hmm. um, and then spent 30 days reading it. Mm-hmm. and journaling about it and listening to it and living it. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> and do you remember, so this would have been from June to July 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then I did it a second time. And then you did it a second time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember, like, or have you thought about the journals where the mindset you were in when you started and what your biggest shift was? But first, let me explain yeah. something. So think about that for a second, yeah. because yeah. I want the listeners to know that this isn't a book that's like written by Alcoholics Anonymous. It's no. not like a, and it's not a blamey book, and it's not a sciencey book. It's just a book about understanding your choices and the psychology behind your choices, and it's about mindfulness, really. And it's it's sort of looking at the alcohol thing, not in any kind of judgy way, but more in like a curiosity. Mm-hmm. way like just get curious for 30 days about why you're doing what you're doing yeah. with no bigger commitment than that and just I, observe yourself and so the the challenge in the book is just like hey for 30 days we're gonna try no alcohol and we're gonna right. really think about it and you're gonna stick with me on this journey and we're gonna talk about it in all kinds of ways and here's a little community if you want to do that you can be totally honest so um that is how the book is laid out. Right. Uh, so that is what I was curious when you started it. <clears throat> yeah. And you know, after thirty days, or, or was it seven days in that you had a profound thing, or was it mm. like, like what? Um, I think it took a good week, ten days, um, for me to be like, oh man, this stuff's clicking. Yeah. I think I just was on a little bit of cruise control mentally, emotionally. Um, you know, your body's gone from a bottle or more of wine every night for years you know to nothing so yeah a couple quick things you know like you know the the he brought up AA which was um definitely an option and and has worked for a lot of people who choose not to drink anymore oh yeah, Um, yeah you know but there's a you know the caveat that I knew about that is they were very much against cannabis on top of it so like that was never an open door for me per se um you can drink coffee and have cigarettes and go to your meetings and that's what they do but like cannabis is you know i think i think now is different but 
definitely three, four years ago and for sure 10 years ago, like it's a no-no, you know, so that's, they even had, it's interesting, their own, um, in that world of quote unquote recovery, you know, no, but you can't smoke weed. So, you know, it's kind of right. a double sword, double-edged sword sort of thing. Yeah. And um, so anyways, but, you know, so this was an alternative, at least an idea for an alternative, right? right? right. So, because there's, that's the first thing everybody thinks of is, oh, okay, there go to, that's the only thing. And so yeah. <clears throat> this yeah, was another true. option. Yeah. Reeds and weeds. <sighs> we are back. Suddenly I realized the recording had stopped She's and back. I don't know what we missed at the end. So I'll try to fix it during the edit. Um, and then this whole part of the conversation Welcome will be a non-issue. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. yeah, I had to do a little maneuvering to move some information off the recorder, and I can't believe I actually pulled it off, to be quite honest. But I was going to be super bummed if we had to stop. Uh, and then I just lit a super cool incense, and mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what, what it's called. It's called Uncle Al's House. Hmm. And the reason why I love it is my friend Hillary. Uh, who I used to trim with um, and do still sometimes. But um, at her wedding, she gave us these Uncle Al incense because she has an Uncle Al and she tells stories about him all the time. (laughs) So she was at, she has shops at Eastern Market. You can buy clothes. They say Hillary found it because she like resources. She she got me this top, actually. Yep. And um, anyway, she found this incense and bought all of it and gave it away to her friends so funny but it actually smells so good right it does it's like vanilla leather it smells like uncle al's house yeah for sure it totally does like ale okay so i don't know if we left off talking about moderation yeah sounds about right maybe but also it could have just been a long ramble could have been a long ramble Here's what I did want to talk about, though, um, and I'll try to find our way back to where we were when we left mm-hmm. off, because I feel like you were in the middle of telling me a really good story, mm-hmm. yeah. and I hope we can refine it. Do you remember what, right before I turned it off? I think it'll come back. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. <coughs> I wanted to talk about the ACT technique. Yeah. Yeah. And so, can you describe it? Right. Um, I'm going to refresh a little bit on myself. Yeah, and mine is on page nine, the the introduction. You got number nine. Let's go up there. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, that's right. Yep, the awareness. (coughs) Okay, yes, clarity. So let me just look at these again. And then it was turn around. Yeah, yeah. So the awareness, right, name the belief, um, name your belief in the context of alcohol. This is your conscious reason for drinking. Simply put it into words, right? So that's, yeah, and indiv- everybody individually writes that down. So that's right, why, why do you drink? Um, that's, a, that's a tough one. 
can be yeah. hard. So it's so it's the the way you use this act technique is there's a belief, right? That you think, well, I don't drink that much or drinking relaxes me or drinking makes me tolerate people better or whatever sure your belief that. is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but we might have forgotten when we even started that belief. Like, have we just been carrying around that belief for 25 years and we don't even know where it came from, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. have we, you know, I'm, I'm just everybody drinks and drinking is normal like what is your belief that you haven't questioned that might be worth questioning and right so the for sure the relaxation one i think everybody can relate to that um you know as far as yeah um but right as everybody's got a little bit of a different answer there and i think that you're right is like the awareness is interesting because <clears throat> One of the things I looked up was just, it was very simple, like what's the FDA's, you know, re, you know recommended um, allowance for alcohol for men and women, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, for women, it's like less than one glass a day. It's really very little, you right. know, and for men, it's one to two a, a day is what they consider a moderate, right? right. You know, and anything above that is abuse. Yeah, you could, I mean that would be the next step, right? That's too much. Yes. It's that's that's, and so it's really interesting how I don't even think people are aware of what you know even over drinking looks like, or what that number is, or you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, they sell a six pack. Aren't you supposed to drink all six? <laughs> yeah. No, not necessarily. So yeah, um, but people do, <clears throat> and I feel like probably. Probably during the pandemic, a lot of people either had to look at their alcohol or look at their partner's alcohol, you know, and just say, what are, what are we doing here? How's this working? You know, we can't keep this up this way. You yeah. Know? Or some people just went really full-fledged deep into it mm-hmm. and, and are now on the trying to climb out of it mm-hmm. uh, portion yeah of the trauma you know yeah Yeah. I think yeah agreed because then you look at your what you've you know you know you just like I mentioned earlier pictures of like my before drinking before I stopped drinking picture into now drinking the the same thing can happen in the opposite way right you could be like oh my god two years ago I looked like this pre-covid but it's only been you can't blame it all on covid right Right, what were you doing doing during covid oh yeah you know instead of that but yeah you I mean um pictures speak a lot of words and I think that um you're right I'd say it 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 wears on um well shoot it's expensive right hey that's it's yeah it it can become um you know strain on your pocketbook and so that's just another stress too that you're adding Mm -hmm. you're spending money you shouldn't be spending on something you don't even want to be doing I've had those days (laughs) you know for sure and and, um so and then also, you know, like, yeah, money spent on it and and that time spent, right? So those two, three hours in the evening, what mm-hmm. else could you have been doing with that time? So much. Yeah. So much. Yeah. And, 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 and everything's a better example than sitting there with a bottle. I mean, yeah. even just sitting there without the bottle, even if you weren't doing anything, it's a better example. It's right. a better choice. Right, right, right. So so the belief, so she goes back to this act thing a lot because it's like, let's 
put it under this microscope. So it says um, awareness. The first thing is awareness. Yeah, awareness right. Name it. Like, okay, I think blank. Alcohol helps me sleep or alcohol makes me more fun. Then she says, why do you believe it? You know, what, if, what do I know about this that supports it? And it's like, well, I have fun at happy hour. She's like, like okay, well, maybe you just like those people. Or maybe you're hungry. Or maybe you just don't like working. <laughs> That's Maybe sure. it's not the alcohol, you know? Um, what are my experiences with alcohol and relaxation? So basically she makes you back up that belief yeah. and figure out why you believe that and where that belief started. Because somewhere in here, there is a, she talks about... Oh, or maybe it's in the comments about like I need that to flirt or mm-hmm. I need that to feel sexy or something right. and I'm liquid like, courage I'm like oh my gosh I'm a hundred percent sure that if I was ever if ever there was a thought that was true in my I don't know late 20s or something oh for sure where I was like oh well I'll just have a glass of wine to be cool I was either being cool you know or trying to fit in maybe right Definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, again, my story's a little different, too, because I was, I recall, you know, and this is part of, you know, being a better example even for my kids, too, is I was 14 when we were binge drinking in high school, small town, weekends, literally cornfields. Yeah. Oh, I probably had, I probably did some of that. You know, and that is. Back of a truck. Oh, for sure. And so that is when you do that on the weekends, binge drinking, that's the term, yes. you know? Oh, so, yes. so at 14, I was doing that, my band. And so um, 30 years later, <laughs> 30 years, yeah, crazy. Think about that. Um, they had a lot of fun times. And then I also had a lot of embarrassing times. I s- spilled wine on my friend at her wedding day in her, on her wedding ground, you know, literally red wine on a white dress. Oh, shit. No shit, yeah. Um, you know, embarrassing children things of that nature i mean there's some things that you know um (laughs) they start to outweigh those oh i i need to feel relaxed well yeah Yeah. you're not going to feel relaxed when your kids don't like you the next morning (laughs) yeah exactly or or whatever so um that's the other thing is you just start realizing in life when you look at some of these reasons why that it's so blatant yeah yeah that um it's not working anymore it's not working anymore <coughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah so what did we do we did awareness and then, then we did clarity then, then turn around means like you think this thing you believe this thing then you try on the opposite belief so if it's um so if your belief is alcohol helps me to relax, you have to try on alcohol doesn't really help me to relax. Right. Or alcohol makes me less relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> because there's, there's more, usually more evidence on the opposite side. Right. If you look for evidence of that, it's like, well, actually, the next day I'm worried about maybe what I did and I don't have that much energy and I'm afraid I'm going to be late for work and I'm afraid I smell bad and... All of these things means I'm not relaxed. Right. <laughs> I'm not relaxed. And yeah. so maybe that's not true. Right. You might be relaxed from five to seven. Yeah. But then you're stressed from the other 22 yeah, hours of the day. you can't remember. You got to get ready for work tomorrow. You can't. You Did you forget to call somebody back? Did you? Yes. All of that. All of that. Yeah. 
and then you know she also followed up with um with some with that relaxing with alcohol um she does i'm not sure exact chapter on this but um you know talks about how when we do consume alcohol how it actually takes our human body in out of equilibrium right so yeah so our body you know detects quote unquote a poison and um you know it's pretty amazing that what our body will do then to bring us back into um that homeostasis so you know we are um consuming the alcohol and there's chemicals excreted immediately to actually counteract that and so that's interesting is that actual chemical that we excrete ourselves to counteract the alcohol um acetylaldehyde yeah i'm glad you're good yeah i'm glad you're good at that i'm trying to i'm trying to find find it because she goes really specifically into it like it's in your system this long and you feel good and then you know after this amount of time you're kind of thirsty again but your brain is confused because what you really want is water, but your brain is confused. Yeah. So you yeah. want more of the other thing, the yep. thing that's making you thirsty. And yeah. then your reaction time is slowing down. Mm-hmm. Right. And then yep. it's, it's losing the effect, but you don't know it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's pretty. And it's chemical. Yeah. It's so, yeah. And that's, and that overproduction of that is what triggers, right? Being dehydrated, your hangover, you're not feeling great. Um, because, right, we've got something floating through our system. Because it's a poison. It's true. <laughs> it's it, is. Poison. <laughs> it is true. It's, that's it's the thing that true. she's saying, like, so just, I'm just going to bring this up again, no big deal, but alcohol is a poison. It's ethanol. Right. And all the things that make it, like. It is chemically the same compound as what you put in your gas tank. So we're, we've been trained. We've seen a lot of people drink our whole lives. We've seen a lot of people. It's tied in. Yeah. I'm going to sit on this couch right now and have a glass of wine. Oh, my gosh. So I was just flying back from California yeah. and reading this book, finishing this book a few days ago. There's this whole thing in here about alcohol and parenting and about how so much marketing is done to moms mm-hmm. so much and there's all these slogans all these real <laughs> slogans oh my god i gotta find them yeah but um you know there's 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 drinks that are branded like mommy juice right mommy juice like it's so fun let's all drink yeah 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 play you you know bringing wine to play dates and things of that nature you know, that is um, obviously day drinking and, you know, that's a, a whole other subject. But yeah, I mean, you're, go ahead. Here it is. Here it is. Okay, so the chapter <laughs> is called Alcohol and Par- Parenting, a.k.a. Mommy Juice. Yeah. Let's name this belief. I need a drink to handle my kids. And she has a personal, the, the author has a personal experience with just really a lot of regret about <clears throat> understanding how much she missed, especially her son's third birthday. And she's using this analogy of the pitcher plant where the nectar is pulling in the insects and it's sliding down the side of the pitcher and it just keeps eating it. And, uh, yeah, it's horrifying, but yeah, (laughs) basically she's, she's talking about Facebook ads and commercials and little placards 
that she's seen that say the following. This margarita tastes like I don't even have kids. <laughs> the most expensive part of having kids is all the wine you have to drink. <laughs> Motherhood, powered by love, fueled by coffee, sustained by wine. Wine, the duct tape of parenting. Mom's Happy oh. Meal, a Xanax and a bottle of wine. Dear children, you wine, with an H, I wine. Homework, yeah. turning parents into day drinkers. So, yeah, I mean, that piggybacks COVID totally. And that she wrote that book a long time ago, but it's so, oh my gosh, so prudent right this second because that was one of my hugest concerns. I felt like, geez, these moms, they don't need to be day drinking with their kids. Yeah. 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 Well, so I was thinking, like, because I don't have kids and didn't really drink that much during COVID, but what I was just like gosh this is crazy I was just thinking like I can't believe this exists this is crazy then I'm walking through the airport in some little store and there was something like mommy juice or mom's night out or something a little cute pink bottle I'm just like oh my god there it is and then um mm -hmm. bad mom was on the plane the <laughs> movie on the plane bad moms with like Mila Kunis and uh, Kristen Bell. I heard it's funny. It's really funny. It's really funny. But at one point, and, and the thing is, is I love the movie. It was adorable and everything. But mm -hmm. at one point, they're like, let's get drunk, you know. And, and that's their let's get fired up, let's go, yeah. right? And then they're all like drinking shitty wine after the PTA meeting and partying and becoming best friends and saying I love you and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is... This is making it look it. really good. It's making it look really yeah. good. Yeah. But all those ladies still have to get up at like six in the morning with right. their kids. Yeah. You know? And then if you don't. It's going to suck. Right. Right. And then if depending on the age of the kids, because so I'll, you know, just, you know, so I, my daughter was 23 and my son was 16. Yeah. So when I stopped drinking, so they saw a lot of. Mm -hmm. drinking mommy and so you know I'm like um, that's what the, that's the thing about it if, if you unfortunately if you start when they're little and, it, and you're still doing it as they get older right they see that and um, anyways it's um, for me that was one that like besides just getting control of my life mm -hmm. but being just a better example mm -hmm. for my kiddos mm -hmm. um you know too was another reason like at least I've got this you know book and then my son's watched me journal and watched me mm -hmm. you know read it over and so anyway um have you guys talked yeah. about it directly oh yeah yeah for sure yes yeah I, and it's interesting because um, his dad, who's we, his dad and I divorced about nine years ago now, but he's probably one of my biggest like cheerleaders, right? My ex-husband, and, yeah. and we've always remained cool, at least you know we, yeah. we were cool, and um, co still co-parented, and and he, of course, um, yeah, he's you know it's one of the things that my son's proud of of me. Oh, yeah. yeah, and for my ex-husband to tell me that, you know, is pretty remarkable. So, I um, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, 
My dad um, quit drinking when I was about 25. And, you know, it was one of those things like you don't really, or I didn't really understand my dad. I mean, I knew he yeah, drank a lot, <laughs> you know. Um, but also you don't have the perspective of what other households are like, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. You know a couple of neighbor kids, like what yeah. they're like. But mostly you know what what you're like, what yeah. your parents are like and everything. And my mom didn't really drink or anything. And so when I got into that, I think immediately in college, when everybody around me was partying and I was partying, I had this fear. Like it's in me. It's yeah. in my bloodline. I'm, I'm going to get it, you know? Yeah. And so I think I always had like a healthy fear. Mm-hmm. Like a, okay... Yeah. You got to be crazy there for a minute. Yeah. You better back off of that, you know, so. Yeah. And my parents didn't drink at all. You know, not a, not a lick. Really? Growing up. Nope. And they divorced when I was a teenager. And in their social lives, they started drinking. And they do in their second marriages now have, you know, beers and stuff. But when I was growing up, not at all. It was, it, you know, it's, I, it's, so there's, there is no rhyme or reason sometimes, there's right? There's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. No. Um, And so it's interesting because I ran into somebody I used to see out at the bars Mm -hmm. when I was out dancing and drinking Mm -hmm. years ago. And I saw them at that party yesterday, a barbecue. And they used to be over, it was when I used to go to Weber's. Yeah. And then, um, you know, that was, um, you know, there were nights where, you know, I had to get rides home you know you're it's just remember I mean, you know it's kind of like recalling oh yeah don't you miss Weber's and I'm like yeah but no <laughs> you know because no. you know and it was um you know just every once in a while you know I'll, I'll think I'll think back on some of that and mm-hmm. yeah how um yeah there's better things to do I know I think about just if I could have back even 50% of the nights that I just drank for no reason, even just 50%, you know, where I'm like, well, I guess this is what we do in this culture. I'm work at a jazz club or I am in this sales organization or whatever. And everybody just heads out together. Yeah. And that's what we do, I guess. And yeah. And it's such a, especially if you would get a partner. So, I mean, my, ex-husband we met when we were waiting tables together we both were you know drink you know obviously wine when we met and wine through our marriage you know so yeah, yeah I mean yeah, if yeah. you're with somebody that is you know a drink or two per se you know then it's totally you can be a lot um more forgiving mm-hmm. of an atmosphere than if right, you're with somebody right. that um you know is not consuming as much yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that belief of like, uh, do do I drink too much or not kind of thing. And I remember someone telling me like, well, if you're thinking about it a lot, maybe so. Right, <laughs> you know? Cause yeah, like, yeah. I'm not thinking about it. Like, yeah, I, I just basically drank a couple times a year at Michigan football games or something. Right. I was like, oh, really? People 
do that. Yeah. <laughs> like you just drink for sure. every once in a while. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting, you know, and yeah. I've, I can, I, my, my curtailing of drinking 90% of my life has been like, I can't hang, you know, like yeah, it's, not, it's not good. Yeah. I'm going down, you know. Right. Not, not like we're. It's unsustainable. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But also I've realized like, so I've been a performer, uh, comedy and I've been in bands and, um, and so, you know, you spend a lot of time in bars a lot of time in bars and get to the point where you're like, I should know more about cocktails. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm just going to, while I'm working on my set list, I'm going to have a beer. Um, while I am waiting for my turn to go on stage, I'm just going to have a beer. And then all of a sudden you're like, gosh, this piles up. And when I have taken long breaks from drinking over the years, and just said, you know what, I'm not going to go perform at all unless I can do it sober. Right. And it's so hard. Mm-hmm. It's so hard because of the environment, because of the nervous energy. And when I realized, like, okay, how do I name that? You know, what is that nervous energy? What is that I need to calm down? Yeah. I need to loosen up. And if I have a drink real quick, it will shift my state of mind you know, because probably the last time I drank was the first time of, yeah, I, I hadn't drank in a really long time. And then I did my karaoke show mm-hmm. a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and was just a nervous wreck. And they're like, oh, you get a free glass of wine with your meal or something. I'm right. like, OK, yeah. <laughs> I just like I will take that, please. And then I'm like, oh, now I'm a little more nervous because I'm thinking, oh, no. I'm not used to feeling this way. Right. And I need to concentrate on stage. Ah. Right. Oh my gosh. You know? And so then I was like. The other way. That didn't relax me. After all. Yeah. <laughs> it just made me Might feel like. Might have tasted good. <laughs> well, I just, it was just, I'm, I've been trying to be so much more mindful. Yeah. About the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. I know it's it's tough because there's so much that does revolve around it. You're right. I mean, like yeah. you know, go to so many, like I, you know, I want to go sit in York Yard, right? Like, yes, and oh do all gosh, the food yeah. trucks, and I look at that, and it, it, there's so much alcohol there, though you smell it. Like I yes. can't go to Bill's Beer Garden anymore. I have a hard time with that one. There's certain places where it's just like the, you know, like if. But anyway, yeah, it's interesting. What can kind of, I guess, trigger. It's kind of a, a word for that too, like, oh God, you know, the disgust in it, <laughs> you know, and and there's there's once in a while, I find myself like, you know, like if I ever go on a first date, <laughs> like oh, I wish I could have a wine now, yeah, you know, that, that's yes. you know, and and I've even said that on to guys, and you know, hey, like, I, I don't I drink, mean, but boy, I wish I could right now, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, I mean, don't. Give, You're making me, you know, want I to right, drink, which yeah. means maybe we don't need to hang out you very know, much, yeah, or or something. Some people, you know, it's really interesting. Actually, most people are pretty damn considerate. It's it's interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. well no, yeah, I think sure. so too. One of the things that I've become aware of is, do to do. There was a chapter kind of near the end. And then I'll come back to this, but kind of near the end, just the statistics that like 
for younger generation, drinking is just not as big of a thing. Yeah. As it used to be. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, my son is certainly of the, mm, I don't want to do what she did. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not, that wasn't cool. It's, it, you know, he did not find anything cool in, you know, being loud and, well, you know, yeah. obnoxious and that's how I got sometimes I wasn't always happy for sure oh right you know yeah. and so because when you're doing it for so many years that's not what it is you're not happy obviously right? yeah <clears throat> yeah so yeah kids they don't and I think that that part of it is that um this is the facts are out there yeah Again, they look at it and like the chemicals going up and down and, oh, God, I actually can admit to feeling sick. Nobody, I don't even think yeah. I admit to having a hangover when I was in high school. It just, it just blows my mind the amount of people, times, me, other people I knew that were just like, yeah, I got so drunk I threw up, you know. <laughs> but, you know, hair of the dog, you, you know, just right. like so many people, so many times. And there were... Yeah. Yeah, and then and we can like, sh- oh. shift even with that with that into like so then you, you know, that makes me think about our health. Let's mm-hmm. just say it, right? You know, so yeah. you're doing that and and years of that and you know what it's doing to your um cardiac system, to your heart, to your liver. Yeah. You know, there's skin, yeah, all of the hair, everything. Um the yeah, when you're body is too busy detoxing itself of alcohol it's not absorbing good things to have healthy hair right right and and things like that you know what I mean yeah Yeah, and it's that's a um and you know what's an interesting um point in this book is your body will always put the detoxification of alcohol above everything else. That's why you'll puke before it makes yourself puke before you consume your, you know, like it's too much. It's just, it could not, you know, that's why you're throwing it up. But, you know, it, before it digests the food, it's detoxing the alcohol. Yeah. And then whatever energy is left over, then it'll go into then digesting the food. Yeah. Um, it's not all mixed together in a stew. It's, so right. <laughs> that's what you might think. But yeah, it actually, um, so drinking yeah. before bed it's so stressful on your body yeah on your sleep yeah on and, just and then you find making, that all out. it's yep. like you're making your whole life harder <laughs> like Phys- just on your body for yes. sure and on your just mental clarity just yeah. like being able to handle things yeah. like because i think when i've been in times of drinking more than not just things get so confusing you know yeah did I how much money did I spend you know like how late were we at that place how it, you know it just yeah unsafe yeah unsafe you know and thank god sometimes I'm like wow thank god yeah and sometimes I, I made it I w- through all the crazy stuff yeah I thought I was like a healthy drunk because I would work out <laughs> And then go have my bottle of wine, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and that was, you know, like, well, I'm, I'm okay if I'm working out still. And, you know, that's very easy to convince yeah. yourself of, oh, I'm counteracting, counter, counteracting it or I'm, you know, 
I'm breaking even because I'm working out and drinking or whatever. But, you know, it's really not doesn't work out like that. And <laughs> Or it's um, like, oh, it's a Bloody Mary. It's like an alcoholic salad. Right. <laughs> it's like I'm having a, a V8. I love celery. Yeah. Yeah. So that is... Uh, uh, yeah, and, and and worth mentioning, right? I think that people who, you know, if they've been drinking too much and choose to definitely decrease a lot or just stop, yeah, you, within that 30 days, you see a difference in your skin, eye color, clears, you know, I'm years into it, but I swear my hairdresser's like, I swear you're just, there's things that are still changing on you. Like she wow. just feels that way. And, yeah. you know, but you know, it's, you know, you're, you you caveat all of this with whatever you're, you know, obviously we're not drinking, you get so much water is involved, drinking yeah. water, the drinking oh, yeah. of, you know, um, and getting the, your body to just, um, work normally yeah detox itself and work normally yeah. and all of that so yeah I think that um and it could just be years of clarity right if you have your eyes open the more you older we I mean I want yes, my eyes yes. opening as I get more years yes. of clarity and yes and so um amen that's um that was interesting um so yeah maybe you know you don't certainly we're gonna age le- more gracefully let's say i think it went without having to have that in our lives you know so that's another yeah. thing right i mean that what can we you know it this is a free the best beauty tip free best beauty tip you could do oh yeah <laughs> free best beauty tip and is, best like <laughs> i want to kick start my therapy my business like it whatever cost it's anything. like yeah it in it fact says, no. it saves you money yeah, <laughs> it yeah, saves you yeah, money yeah not, um one mm. thing i want to talk about that i kind of want to call out is yeah wine culture because and i think everything's changed since years and years ago <laughs> yeah. when i was drinking you know milwaukee's best light or like some purple juice bush with light vodka in it or whatever light. something terrible yeah, and then we, we probably went through wine phases, cocktail phases, trying to look fancy, getting a nice cocktail, being at the bar. Sex in the city. The doctors Sex say have a glass of wine. Those are all the things that are we're told. Yes, know, because, oh, no, yes, it's okay yes. to have some wine. The doctors used to tell people to have cigarettes, too. Well, we all right, know. Right, right, right. Well, <laughs> wine culture, I feel like people act like it's not even alcohol they're just like well it's wine with dinner I was like well yeah I know and it's mm-hmm. gonna be lovely I've had lovely wine with dinner before yeah. I have yeah but also I get so sleepy <laughs> you know yeah. I just ate so many calories and I want to have right. I want to be alert for the conversation you right. know and I just want to yeah and and I and I feel like for years and years and years I put up with it culturally trying to figure out how to make it work. Right. Like I feel like I was trying to figure out how to make it work for a long time. Yeah. Like other people seem to be able to handle this, but I can't, you know. But Interesting. It's we were we were talking about this the other night with um actually my boyfriend's kids about how I wish in our school system there was a class, and maybe they do this in health or life science or something, mm-hmm. I don't know, but just like a basic, here's some big, important things to know about how to take care of yourself. Just yeah. like the basics. Yeah. Basics. Like yeah, you have some to of the know, stuff that some parents are uncomfortable, that's the thing about it, there is no curriculum at home 
we don't know what parents are teaching kids. So there's a lot of stuff that you're right, that they don't feel comfortable bringing up or can't even express on their own that, yeah, I mean, But even like drinking water and (laughs) going to sleep and what sleep does for your body. And I mean, I don't remember anybody trying to teach me that stuff at all. You know, like we were... I get it. You know what you know when you know it and that you don't know it before and there's no shame in the learning. There's no shame in the learning. Because when we were growing up, it was the war on drugs and and that was a big freaking flop, obviously, right? Because we've got a locked up generation of black men. (laughs) What a waste of time. Yeah, so that was, I mean, no, it it just took and, you know. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. There's a thing going on right now. Well, several things are going on. Um, just to put us in time and space, yeah. Trump's Mar-a-Lago home was recently searched with classified documents. Biden is considering, you know, legalization and talking to the people about it. And he just did like $10,000 in student loan forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Some states are, are still not even considering cannabis, but some states are doing it. Ex- <laughs> Your abortions. Yeah, it's crazy time, folks. Topsy turvy. (laughs) But also, there was just an article. This is something I want to mention when you talked about, you know, the drug war. Is there was an article about Michigan State Police admitting that their little roadside cannabis testing things Mm -hmm. don't really work. They say that your that CBD is THC, like they just don't work right. Yeah. So that's. A legal, silly situation. And then the other thing going on, I was taught right before we got on here. Can't decipher the cannabinoids. Yeah. Uh, Teresa and I were talking about how crazy it is that the times we live in and like how some states have nothing to do with cannabis and others are so far into the business and marketing of it so (laughs) deep in so competitive people have already built empires and failed and lost them in michigan and other places haven't even yeah the pistons did yeah (laughs) (laughs) and so so there's the thing with the police roadside testing Mm -hmm. and how that's not right then there's this whole thing with the cannabis testing where the numbers are coming out crazy Labels are going out there either because of typos or because of just faulty testing that say that things are like 50% cannabis, which just is not true. Well, 50% THC. Yeah. And um, and it just calls into question like really THC is they're trying to market something and it doesn't if you if you're not a cannabis smoker and you're going out there going like, man, I'm going to go to some dispensary and find the highest THC. That's not. The point. That's yeah. not the point. I mean, go ahead, knock yourself out. Right. But it's marketing. And it right. has nothing to do with your experience. It has nothing to do with your healing. It has nothing to do with your body. How much THC they say is on the label. It's a this weird magic plant that works differently with everyone. And that's marketing. <laughs> the yeah, whole the thing. The state gave numbers a 10, 10% range. They are allowing people up to 10% ranges. So you'll see people that say, so the test results were like a 19%. And then they'll say, oh, it, and then they'll put on the label 28, like up to 10% difference they allow people to put. It's really weird. Yeah, anyway. Right, probably because they're realizing they set up this real specific, like we all know what we're doing, the way we always do when an in- industry starts. We act like we're so smart about it, but we're not. We're not, we're not at all. We are silly. Yeah. So uh, okay. the other thing I wanted to talk about was, I think it's called drinking 
from boredom. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's it. Because that resonated with me. Just that kind of, ah, there's nothing to do. You want to go get a drink? Right. You know, that real casual stepping in to a night that ends up with way too much drinking. Yeah. It was just so, it, it just like, I felt like they were pointing right at me. Like, ah, oh, you're bored. Hey, I want to go get a drink. Yeah, sure. We got nothing to do. You Especially know? women. I mean, I feel like there's like, well, now that I, I got a grasp on life a little differently. I mean, I know I yeah. got my yoga and I got my own bike now and I've always yeah. been to, into yoga, thank God. But like, I feel like that's just the easiest thing for people to go do. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a pain in the ass to ride up bikes and go do this and do that. Although at the end of the night, we would have found well much better if we went over to the park and rode our bikes. Yeah. Yeah. But it is just the norm and the easiest thing to do. And you have to be very, like, vulnerable to even bring up. That's not some, drinking. Something right. else. Right. Yeah. 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 Or just... For me, a lot of it, I think so much of it has to do with identity and it's just so funny when I think about it because yeah, when, I I f- when I find out someone that I know quit drinking, I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> you yeah. know, like that's it. Yeah. Oh, awesome for you. Cool. That's it. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think internally, if you're thinking about telling someone that you quit drinking, it's a whole identity crisis. It's like, well... Will they still invite me to things or whatever? You, yeah. Your brain does all these crazy things. Like yeah. you're not going to fit in or they're not going to be fun. You won't be their friend anymore and all this stuff. And yeah, it's just crazy. It's not true. Yeah. And, and if it is true, you know, oh, that's, that's, that's the spiritual tip, right? Things yeah. come and go. And yeah. you have to like realize that there's that. Yeah, for sure. I don't have as many friends. And you know, it's hard to date sober. <laughs> like, oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Or whatever, alcohol free. And it's yeah. not an easy thing that I've... But it's not easy of, to date to drinking either. And I would yeah. say... At least I don't have regrets. In the morning. Right. <laughs> you exactly. Know, like, that's like and at least you're you feeling your feelings. So this yeah, is the thing, the page I was, get, I yeah. was on was like getting, being okay, being uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? Is, I think my main mm-hmm. strength right being yeah. okay being uncomfortable it's like oh, okay yeah i wish i could do this and i wish i could do that but i'm not going to yeah i'm gonna ride it out yeah for a while yeah. and uh i bet in about a half hour i'm gonna be glad yeah you know and but i think some of the biggest drinkers that i know and probably me at some point that was just too much being yeah. bored being along with my own thoughts. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. shoot, I'd go to the beach with my own cooler full of beer by myself. I mean, I just, I can't remember. I mean, I, you know, during my pregnancies, I didn't drink. But like, right. like, but so, yeah, I mean, coolers, to make sure you got cool, enough coolers for all the beer. I mean, I just remember that being part of vacation, right, for so yeah. many years of my life. And now I'm like, yeah, I got to have coolers, but I don't have to essentially... Yeah, there's just like a little less I have to go and get also it's in a, life. It's, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's this got me thinking and that app to not have to be so defensive about it. Mm-hmm. Meaning, 
if someone says, hey, have you thought about quitting drinking or I'm going to think about quitting drinking, what do you think? There's certain people, like I was on a boat at Beaver Island Music Festival in July and they were, um, there was two or three people on the boat that were just super hungover. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you guys all right? What's yeah. going on? You know? And Kristen goes, we just finished this whole box of wine last night. And uh, her friend was like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know? And I was like, oh. And Kristen said, you're, you're not really drinking, are you? And I yeah. said, no, no. And I started telling them about the Reframe app. And, like, they talk about this. Like, how can you talk about it with not, with, without talking about it that much, you know, right. without preaching? Right. And, and it just came up naturally in conversation on the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this, I think this is the first like summer of music festivals where I just didn't drink, you know, or just had a beer here and there, you know, yeah. count them on one hand kind of thing. And they were like, well, share that app with me. I go, oh, okay, yeah. And, and then kind of dropped it. Yeah. And then they sent me a picture seven days later, both of them. Yeah. Like, this is my seven day check in. Yeah. My anxiety level is so low now. I can't yeah. believe it. It's and they amazing. both just started, just went and like, yeah. I think because they just felt so bad and they realized like I'm sitting here on this beautiful day on this beautiful boat yeah. and Feeling I feel like, like crap. Yeah. And, and I was like, let's swim. Let's sing songs. Right. I can play volleyball. Like I remember yeah, going yeah. to, I would, you know, I said, oh yeah, go to the beach with my cooler, right? But I wasn't yeah. playing volleyball. I was sitting on my ass pretty much, you know, right, and right, right. you know, now I'm older but yet, like, seem more active. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's what I would say. Obviously, this is such a big subject, you know? Mm-hmm. It's such a big subject because it's so important. It's so important, especially if it's taking a lot of room up in your mind, especially yeah. if you're thinking about yeah. it, battling with it, regretting it watching your money go to it, any of that stuff. Yeah. This is this book is just about being curious and looking at it. It's not Yeah. Threatening or anything. Yeah, that's why I said just, like yeah, just thirty days. Yeah. Yeah. Just just thirty days to check do a do a check in and in and like I said, it's well, the cost of the book, but it's whatever, it's still basically a very free and you know i bet you might find him at the library you might yeah and you know and um and and there's the online book too um or whatever on audiobook but yeah Yeah. which is even easier i get them both i got them both but yeah, yeah i mean you know and that way you can quite honestly um you know that's probably easier for some people yeah and there's a she talks about an online community which is called the alcohol experiment yeah it's called um, I think it's called the alcohol experiment, but every at the end of each the chapter, at the end of each chapter, there's, mm. um, there's, hold on, I'm trying to find what it is. Uh, 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 okay, there's stories from the alcoholics. Oh, it's just yeah. alcoholexperiment.com. Yeah. So it's reflections, reflections that people who are doing yeah. the 30 day experiment experiment. And right. so at the end of every chapter, there's like, here's somebody who's day 26. I have come to the realization that I will never be a moderate drinker, and I don't want to go back to obsession that is fixation. 
When I hit day 30, no way do I even want to think about trying to moderate. It won't happen, and I will be back in hell in no time. No, <laughs> thanks. Um, True story. Yeah, and you see everything in here. You see people talking about how their sex life changed. Mm -hmm. You see people, t oh, this is a great chapter. So liberation versus fixation. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes it's hard to tell when alcohol is actually running the show. We tend to rationalize and feel like we're drinking in moderation when in fact we're no longer in control of our actions. So I came up with a scale called liberation versus fixation to figure out whether or not I was in control. Liberation is when I can take the substance or leave it, I'm in control and I will have a great time whether I choose to drink. Fixation is when the cravings and addiction have taken hold and I'm losing my power over my choices. Um, one of the things she talks about is like, if, if you aren't a sugar fiend, then you can go to a party and just be like, eh, I don't want a cookie. Right. Right. But there's certain people who are like, oh my God, how am I going to handle this table full of cookies? You know? Yeah. And you have to, that's a fixation on sugar right. or whatever. Right. If you're fixated, it might look like you're wondering if there's going to be booze at this party. You're wondering if other people are going to be drinking or if you're going to be the only one drinking. Is it a cash bar or mm -hmm. is, are you going to have to like get tickets? Should you bring a flask before yeah, you go? Yeah, that's exactly it, right? Like you're thinking about it. it. Right. You're planning it yeah. out. How yep. am I going to drink? Are other that's people going to be exactly drinking? I Should did. I have yep. a ride? Should I wear these shoes because I might be drinking? <sighs> like that whole thing. That is fixation right. right right liberation is like think of something right now that you could just take or leave right like if somebody said do you want a caesar salad yeah i could <laughs> take it or leave it yeah i mean every once in a while if it's really good but i don't like need a caesar salad mm -hmm. right so that's what liberation means it yeah. means like i don't really care right do you want to see top gun maverick <laughs> I mean, on the plane, nothing to do, but I wouldn't like stand in line, Me right? Either. So I can't sit still that long. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Fixation is you're thinking about it all the time, mm -hmm. managing it. And that's for the truth. That's, that's the, the truth. Tr that's and that is, um, yeah, you're, um, <clears throat> yeah, yep. Which store has? Yeah, what store can I go to along the, the way? Yep. Yeah, which one am I going to get to? Which yeah. one's closest? Which one has what I want? Yeah. Um, I've been really grateful as I've gotten older. And I think I just really wanted the change to happen for so long. But I, I've just gotten so grateful that I just don't care about it that much anymore. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. I think... Not putting myself in certain environments, certainly not doing comedy as much has helped. Right. And honestly, when I go like, oh, do I miss performing? I'm like, oh, gosh, I would have to be nervous in a bar for six hours. It's the most uncomfortable feeling. Being on stage, piece of cake. Right. Right. But like the hours leading up to it, watching... Some people I like and some people I don't like yeah. and having awkward conversations and not knowing where to sit and going over my set and going to the bathroom. And I just want to drink, you know, <laughs> but I don't even really want to drink. I'm just bored and nervous, you know. And so when I think about comedy, 
I think about that scene and I'm just like, ugh. Because also there's going to be some totally wasted people there, you know? I don't want anything to do with that. But, you know, I, I'll i sit and talk into this microphone with fun people <laughs> and do it. Yeah, and it's pretty satisfying. It's pretty satisfying. My friend, I'm going to New York to see my friend next weekend. No, this weekend. Holy shit. And he's... I know, I got, I got it back. I just got back. But um, he's running, he's doing a comedy show at the Cobra Club. John F. O'Donnell, what's up? <laughs> this uh, this Saturday. And he's like, so are you going to go up? Are you going to do like five or ten? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> he like put me on the list to go up. I'm like, no, no, no. I am not feeling ambitious in that way right now. <laughs> Thank you very much, though. Um, but at least you're going yeah. to witness this still. You're not taking yourself out of the situation. You oh, know what no, I mean? Like, no, you're no. going to go and, and is, get inspired. Is, no, no, no. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. But it's more like, you know, and that's the thing is, might drink, might not. Probably won't, right? Because that's been just my habit in the last six months or whatever. But also... I don't want to navigate New York and subways and da 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 places I don't know after drinking. So probably no, right? <laughs> that just seems like making my life easier. So here's what I would recommend, because <laughs> I know everyone's wondering. This is great, just a mindfulness book. You can, you don't have to think like, oh my gosh, I have a terrible, I'm an alcoholic. Like that's not what it feels like when you're reading this. It feels like if you've ever been curious about it and you like the idea of learning about yourself, then it's probably... You'll get something out of it. You'll get something out of it for sure. For sure. Yeah, and even if you know somebody that you think would get something out of the book, you reading it and being able to, you know... um, See them in a different way or suggest things to them. Maybe sometimes understand why somebody acts the way they do if if you're, you're... somebody in your life is yeah you know um could use this book and mm-hmm. you're wondering why you could read it and, and at least you know because a lot of people that are around yeah. alcoholics don't under get don't it they don't understand it they don't understand their behavior and they yeah. take their they think it's them because yeah. well probably because they're me you know i've probably told it it was them yeah. <laughs> you know to be yeah. honest and yeah. and you know so um yeah, you know, I like I said, I read this book out loud with my kid at some points, you know, because yeah. there was healing for <clears throat> everyone involved, too. Yes, so that's of another course. part. Yeah, I know this book can be read literally by a teenager could read it. It's that. Um, yeah, it's very easy to interact with. Yeah. Really short chapters and really you can do it one day at a time. It read one exactly chapter that's yep. exactly the way it's set up one day at a time for you to just think here's how to think about all that's going on in your body here's how to think about your emotions here's how to think about your brain here's how to think about your relationships and just to look at it just to look at it no judgment mm-hmm. um total grace total community um good stuff yeah it is really good stuff so if you've read it let me know um or if you get it and read it let me know and this is the alcohol experiment with annie grace and 
I'm so grateful for you for telling me about it, Teresa. And mm-hmm. thanks for sharing everything. Yeah. I appreciate it. And I'm glad we got to record the second half. <laughs> Ditto. Yes. Oh, hey, one last little plug for Fest. It's coming up September 18th in Ann Arbor in the Diag at 1.11 p.m., I think. Mm-hmm. Or is it 11.11? It's 1.11. I think it's 1.11. Look it up. Fest. E-N-T-H-E-O-F-E-S-T. I'll be there like last year with my raffle with all the books that I'm giving away. So maybe I'll post the books I'm raffling off. Come see me at the Michigan Psychedelic Society table and you'll fill out, you know, a thing and we'll raffle off Psychedelic Library like we did last year. (laughs) So that's going to be fun. Um, Thanks, Teresa. Thanks Mm -hmm. so much. Thank you. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye.